This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to the 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia land. Welcome back into another edition of Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of the University of North Alabama, brought to you by Club Tales, the official cocktail in a can. I'm Benjamin Ray. This past couple of weeks, I guess, we've been meeting all the new coaches on Brent Deerman's staff here at the University of North Alabama. Football season opens up next week, next Friday. We'll have our first official football practice of the Brent Deerman era. And with that, we've got one more assistant coach to meet. He comes to us from Northwestern State, where he spent the past 13 seasons as assistant head coach and coaching cornerbacks. He's coaching the secondary here at the University of North Alabama. Like all the coaches, he's got a great connection to Brent Dearman. We'll dive into that. But Devon Lockett joins us last but not least. Coach, thanks for catching up with us. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me here. It's been almost a standard first question to everyone. What's it been like for you getting settled in here in Florence? You were hired just in the first of June. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest adjustment has been uh, the hills uh, <laughs> with my vehicle. And then uh, I didn't think it rained that much here in Florence. And uh, the weather weather gets kind of kind of rough in these areas. So, But uh, other than that, it's been good, man. I'll tell you, this has been the summer of rain. It has been a crazy summer. I feel like it's rained every single weekend. Let's just start with why UNA. What made you want to leave Northwestern State and come up here to Florence, Alabama to join Coach Dearman's staff? Um, it's that relationship that, that, that I've had with uh, Coach Dearman over the years and, uh, you know, kind of something that kind of came out the blue, you know. When you're not looking for something and something happens, and or he sent me a text message, it was like, "Hey, I'm looking for a DB coach." <laughs> and so I read in between the lines, and uh, you know, for me being at Northwestern State for so long, I I don't know how other programs operate and work, and so um, I took that um, to my previous head coach and told him that I wanted to go and look at the place and interview and do all of that. And uh, we came here and, you know, we liked what we saw and we had to make a decision. It was a tough decision, but we had to make a decision. We're certainly glad to have you up here. What was it like coming in June 8th, I think, was your first day. So you've missed the recruitment period. You've missed spring ball. You're coming in as summer workouts are really taking off. You just How have you acclimated yourself? Um, so I guess the biggest thing I had to do was uh, just get to learn my position group more than anything. And then I know that those guys had already been working out, and I wanted to just make sure that, number one, I'm learning names. And so I'm a big guy of trying to learn – um, everybody on the team name and so but I have to start with my position group first and kind of understand um, their character and what gets them going uh, because I want to make sure that those guys can at least trust me enough to uh, come to me whenever they have something that's going on so I think that's been the biggest adjustment and then uh, football is football but it's the terminology right and so uh, in my mind I go okay Coach Carabois calls this, this, and in my mind I replay it because I've had multiple defensive coordinators, and I go, okay, all right, this is this and this scheme, and then put it together, and that's how we come up with how I'm going to teach that uh, specific technique. 
And then you, you, you take into account, too, you've got some returnees in that room, but you've got a lot of fresh faces as well. It's almost like everybody's got a clean slate. Everybody has a clean slate. Um, I don't know who can play, who can't play, and uh, so I've been able to at least see some guys move around, change the direction, uh, kind of figure out how they're picking up on the scheme of the defense, even the guys that were here this spring or even the past players. So uh, to be able to see who can handle adversity when that time's hit and I'll tell them, like I tell them, hey, the jobs are open. Jobs are wide open. Let's jump into Brent Deerman. You, you've got a relationship with him that, that goes back to his playing days. And as we've done this series, what I have loved the most is every coach has a great connection to Brent Deerman. A lot of guys on this staff coach together at Bethel, or they've been with him at other stops. What is your Brent Deerman connection? Um, so in uh, 2005, um, I became a grad assistant at Bethel, and uh, Brent Dierman was the quarterback then. And uh, Brent Dierman had a rough freshman year, sophomore year, so I came in on the junior year where he was starting to figure it out a little bit. And uh, one thing was consistent with him. He never changed in his fate. And so he was always an FCA guy and. Uh, you never heard him curse, and, you, you know, you always just kind of saw him just continue to be steady Eddie and just keep working. Whether he played well, played terrible, got benched, whatever the case may be. And then I just tell you what, man, that one year passed by, we're going into the senior year, and he took off. And uh, I always make fun of him all the time. He got all that hair in his face now. But I found out he was a tough cookie in the playoff game when he got hit and his teeth went through the bottom of his lip right there. And they stitched it up, and he came back in and played. And I say, man, you wow. <laughs> and so, you know, that's how he coached, you know, tough, uh, because he had to go through all of those adversities as a player. And I know he's a coach's kid, so that makes it just a little bit different as well. Um, but that's that's my history with, with, with Brent Dearman. I was the wide receiver coach, and – it was quarterback. I'm the signal guy. He makes fun of me all the time. You know, we, we ran power. We ran power left and power right as many times as we could a game. We was going to just be tough and physical on the line of scrimmage. And he probably got tired of seeing it because he probably wanted to throw the ball vertical. But the power set up the play action for the vertical pass, and we were good to go. So that's where the tough comes from in his pillars that he's building the, the program on, I, I Absolutely. guess. Absolutely. Toughness. What, has much changed from Brent Dearman as the player to head coach? Um, or what has changed? Um, nothing besides that he goes extremely fast now when he's uh, on offense. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, he is who he is. And, uh, and that's why we decided to, to take that leap of faith to come here. With so many coaches having connections to Coach Deerman, has it made it easy for all of you getting on the same page as a coaching staff? Uh, yeah, I think uh, what makes it easy is uh, Coach Deerman put people around him that he trusts. And when you got guys around you that the head coach trusts, everything else is going to fall in play. And so, you know, the objective as assistant coaches over my years is to just to keep as much off the head coach desk as possible. And the less he has to worry about – the better it is going to be with everybody. But I love the connection with the coaches here, man. we got some funny guys on the staff. 
You know, I, I walk down that back hallway or front hallway where, where everybody is, and everybody's in everyone's office. Everybody's laughing. Everyone's having a good time. But I also know that you guys are grinding and working incredibly hard. It, it looks like the short time you all have been together, you're really enjoying it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when you when you got people that understands their job title and then, you know, they're consistently getting it done, you know, this is not work. This is fun. It's, it's fun to get up and come to a job where you literally get to teach kids and develop kids and mentor kids and the part throughout the day, that's the that's the fun that's the fun part. You know, practice is fun. Games are fun. You know, now you the administration work get a little little tedious at times, but you know, that's part of the job. Now thirteen years at Northwestern State, we're gonna jump into your coaching background, playing background, growing up as well, but wanna talk some more UNA football with you and you're familiar with the FCS landscape. Yes. And we're just in our gosh, this will be our what? Sixth year at the division one level, second year where we are eligible to make uh, the postseason. Why do you think a place like UNA what or how do you see a place like UNA having success at the FCS level? Um I think the biggest thing is uh, when when you're coming from the Division Two landscape and you're making a jump uh, to everything else, you know, you kind of you kind of you have to make the transition, uh, and that transition is um, from recruiting, um, from a budgeting standpoint, and uh, understanding that the travel is going to be a little bit different, um, and so the momentum that they have. Uh, making the jump and then the continued success that uh, UNA Athletics is going to have, I think it's going to be big for the, the city of Florence and the surrounding areas of the, of the shows area. As you have been recruiting players to Florence, what, what have you learned about this area and community? Um, I, I, you know, just from being out in the in just out in the public, um, there's a lot of people that's very friendly. And, uh, you know, a lot of people speak to you. And, I mean, if you have on UNA gear, you're probably going to get a longer conversation. And I think that the community, um, what wins, are going to just continue to back uh, UNA athletics. We're certainly excited about that. All right. Well, let's jump into your, your background just a little bit. And uh, you grew up a coach's kid, right? I'm what, a coach's what, kid. What, what was your early introduction to athletics? Um, so I started off young in athletics, uh, probably, uh, like T-ball age, um, playing sports and, uh, and, uh, started playing bitty basketball young. Um, I did not pick up a football until I was in the seventh grade and, uh, my dad coached football for, you know, 30 plus years, retired coach, uh, but I didn't, my, I, I lived with my grandmother and she was like, nah, you're going to get hurt playing football. <laughs> and so I would always uh I would always uh go to there's a stadium behind my grandmother's house uh here in, in uh Generet, Louisiana and uh the middle school would play there and I would always go uh watch at the gate, sometimes sneak through the gate just to be able to watch those guys play because I always, you know, wanted to play, played out in the yard and all that stuff. But uh once I got to middle school started playing tackle football and Again, uh, was in Baton Rouge at that time with my mom, and uh, and then we went to basketball, and then baseball was probably my favorite sport. Um, and I played summer baseball back in Franklin every summer until I got to high school when I actually moved to go play with my dad. What was it like playing for your father? 
tough. <laughs> uh, you know, my, my, my freshman year, uh, my dad became the principal of the school. And so it's like, uh, you know how you have that, that, that sit down meeting right before school start? It was, um, hey, look here. Now, I'm the principal. So if you come in my office, I'm going to handle you as the principal. Then when we get home, I'm going to handle you as my father. Well, I can't be too, uh, 0-2 on the day. Now, I, it just can't happen. So needless to say, I, I stayed out of the principal office, and uh, I just went on about my way. And sometimes I avoided him as much as possible in the hallways. And then uh, the next year he left, went to the central office, and then he became the defensive coordinator again. So then now we're, we're back on the field together and, uh, you know, I, I put a post on Facebook a couple weeks ago when I was moving. I looked in the box and I said, Mob Squad Award. And that was my junior year. Okay, Mob Squad basically like scout team. And so just imagine you're a junior in high school and you're still playing scout team for the defense. Most people, they're, they're, they'll be upset. Like I'm varsity I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting some, some spare time on varsity. Nope, get out there. Hey. Set you up. Hey, hey, get ready. They're going to run that slant route. Hey, lock, run that slant route and throw it right in front of me so the guys can hit me. <laughs> hey, get up. You know, so, yeah, you got that experience. But, no, nah, it was great, man. I enjoyed every moment of it. What were some of the highlights of the, of the Friday Night Lights for you? Um, the glory days. Man, you know, we I thought we were very competitive at Franklin High School uh, being in a real tough district. Uh, with some of the local schools um, being about 45, 50 miles away. Um, but we had a lot of great talent come through um, the city of Franklin and played at Franklin High School. And uh, so it, it was always great to, to be able to share that experience, that locker room, that time, whether it was football, whether it was basketball, whether it was track, baseball, whatever the case may be. Um, it's a great time. I, I won't take nothing back from my high school days. So multi-sport athlete, you played baseball and ran track. Yes, sir. I only played baseball in the summer. I didn't play for the school. I played in the summer leagues because, you know, I thought track was important to build speed playing receiver. And, and I feel like we see more of that today where you're not just playing football, you're out on the track as well. Yeah, I love uh, even recruiting. Like, I want guys that play multiple sports um, because – um, you know, you can be a football-only guy, and that's okay. But when you go from football to basketball, it's a different movement. It's a different uh, – uh, I think it's a different leadership that you have to take place. You know, and that's going from basketball to track. Now I'm going from more of a, hey, I need to transition five-on-five, five, and all of a sudden now I'm in the open 400 running. And so now i got to compete because if I get first place or if I get fourth place, it may help the team to win the overall championship. So from Franklin High School, you go to play at the collegiate level, right, at Northwestern? Played at Northwestern State, uh, went as a walk-on. Um, uh, had some academic issues coming out of high school, and so I sat uh, the first year, and uh, that spring semester, NCAA passed a rule where they allowed the prop guys to practice. So I was able to get five practices in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, they came back and changed the rule when we came back on spring break. But those five practices helped me get a scholarship. And uh, so that was a blessing. And then you, you had a great career, 55 catches, 881 yards, three touchdowns, played on two playoff teams as well. So you had a great run. We had a, a decent run. Uh, you know, I, I think I overcame uh, probably um, the expectations that were put out there for me because I was a thin kid. Um, I was a light kid. I wasn't the fastest kid. 
Um, but I just continued to work hard, whether it was in the weight room, whether it was, you know, on the field, uh, putting in the extra work when nobody was looking. And so, um, yeah, that's 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 what happened in the college days, man. But it was good. We had we had great we had great teams, man. Great chemistry, and that's how we was able to get you know the, to the playoffs two years in a row. So so you, you play in high school. You grew up a coach's son. Playing college, were you always destined to go down the coaching path? Uh, yeah, definitely wanted to coach. So as soon as you know, as soon as you get through playing, you know, you got guys training for the league, doing all that. I mean, I want to be a I went to be a student coach, and uh, so I got in there. And my old wide receiver coach, Darrell Mason, man, I said, Coach, man, I, I want to coach. And he said, well, I need you to do this. Man, I spent two weeks in the film room breaking down film. He wanted run game, pass game, play action screens. It took me two weeks to put all that on VHS. So that was a lot of rewinding, looking at the play, pressing record to make sure it went to the right tape, to get through and say, okay, boom, set it on his desk. I just wanted to see if you was committed. And uh, and I appreciate that because he got me my first job. <laughs> Side note, isn't it crazy to think about you go from that on the VHS to what DV Sport is today, where it's, it practically breaks it down for you? It's crazy. It's so crazy. And, and so it saves a lot of time now as well. And to be able to get all the cut-ups and break down. So now everybody's not drawing everything on paper like they used to do. And no more driving to meet up in exchange that, film, there right? There you go. There you go. So you, you become a student coach. Well, what's the path to, to North Alabama? What's your coaching path? Um, so I did that for that semester. Um, once I finished that semester, I started at Franklin High School and uh, was there for two years. Uh, had the opportunity of working with, man, basically the people that coached me. Uh, being able to work with them and seeing them from a different perspective. And then my my biggest thing was, is uh, you know, how can I help the kids at Franklin High, even if they don't go play college athletics, to just be able to see something different than Franklin High School, right? And so uh, I would take kids to camps or take them to football games or, or take them to just see something different that way they know it's something bigger than Franklin. And if you want to go back home, then you can always go back home. But there are other things out there that you can do. And so I was there for two years, um, was getting ready to get out of coaching when I got a call from Dino Calculus about the wide receiver job at Bethel. And I said, okay, this is, this is my way of getting into college. Because um, at the end of the day, I, I didn't know anybody in college besides my former coaches. And uh, I wanted to do college football. And uh, I took that job sight unseen, um, Google Maps, printed it out, and drove to McKenzie, Tennessee. Moved out of my apartment. They was like, man, you crazy. You just, uh, hey, something's going to happen. It's going to work out, right? And uh, I stayed there for two seasons. Uh, I leave, go back to high school um, for about 10 months. And... Uh, when I got back there, I knew there was a difference, right? And so I was, man, I applied for every job that came available in college while I was coaching that 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 next year of high school and uh, ended up getting an interview to Missouri Southern, uh, took the job. There were day he took care of me with that one, moved over to defense then. I was always coaching receivers the whole time and uh, moved over to defense then, and uh, we won the state championship, indoor-outdoor, in track. 
And uh, that was a great feeling because my dad was the head track coach, and I was, you know, right there helping him out. Great, great, best feeling ever, right? Be able to share that that title uh, with Pops. And then I left and go to Missouri Southern, stay there two seasons. Um, I leave January, like, 15, 16 of 2010, take a full-time job back at Bethel as the DB coach. And I was there maybe five weeks, six weeks when uh, I got a call from Northwestern State. And that's home. So you went back home. It's D1. Let's go. I was on the first thing smoking and uh, started off as a, as a restricted earning coach, uh, coaching the corners and uh, with Bradley Dale Pivato and Jay Thomas helping me right there. And Coach Laird, who is the current head coach, he was the D.C., and he's a former demon as well. And, uh, man, you know, was blessed. Uh, that staff got, you know, coaches moved. Head coach got let go. Well, Jay Thomas comes in after he leaves as the head coach, keeps me on, you know, go to coaching the whole secondary. Uh, had multiple coordinators during that time. And, uh, you know, Coach Larry come back at the D.C. Next year he becomes the head coach. He keeps me on. And uh, so it, it, was, it was a blessing to not be able to move from one university for that long stint. You know, two takeaways through all that. The, the first one is from Bethel to North Alabama, that's been the popular path for, for <laughs> probably, what, 75% of this coaching that, staff. That, yeah, that's right. And, you know, I didn't even – I didn't know that until I got here. And I was like, all right. So where you been at? And he was like, I was here, but I was at Delta. I was like, oh, okay. And so to, yeah, it's crazy. We we need a, a family tree that connects it all, and, that, and just seeing everybody whose path went from Bethel right. to Florence, and and then the second thing, thirteen years as a coach at Northwestern, you you played there. I mean, that's home. I mean, that kind of shows how much you believe in what Coach Deerman's doing here at the University of North Alabama. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, it was a tough decision. Uh, it was a hard decision. We we. You know, we thought about it, we prayed about it, and uh, we made a family decision. Um, and, yeah, it, it was hard. But I, I wanted to, to get that different experience. And uh, it was a lot of factors that I had to put to the side in order to make that decision. And uh, we made the decision, and, and, and we're rolling now. We're certainly glad you're here. Let's jump into family. Media day last week. I don't know if you got to watch the coverage. First of all, K.J. Trujillo, one of your secondary guys, he was phenomenal. I enjoyed hanging out with him in Texas. Uh, but Takari Kennebrew, wide receiver, he kind of talked about family. He's got daughters. They're always up here. Coach Dearman was talking about how he's watching a special teams meeting and, and he's holding one of TK's daughters. How much has family played a factor in this program? Um, family is big. Um in my case, too, with my four boys and uh, the oldest one, he's going to stay at Northwestern State and finish out. But uh, my three youngest one, um, I think when you're making a decision to move your family, you want a family-oriented head coach. And I think that's what Coach Jimmy is. And, you know, when my, my first couple of weeks here, when my family was back in Louisiana, I saw his kids. When he come to the office, I'm seeing his kids. And I love the fact that uh, – that he not only just talks about it, but he's demonstrating it daily as well with his kids being up here. And so I got some little field house kids myself. So they came up here uh, a couple of times and they'll get a pillow and a blanket and go to sleep under the desk in a heartbeat now. <laughs> Similar to how you came up, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's it. Tell us a little bit about your family and your wife. Uh, so uh, 
So we just celebrated the 11th anniversary here, June 30th, uh, which we were in the process of moving, so it wasn't much celebrating <laughs> right there. Um, but uh, we've been together, um, shoot, 15, 16 years, something like that. Uh, yeah, 16 years now. And uh, um, we're from the home, the same hometown. Uh, went to school together and didn't date, didn't do anything until late on in life. And uh, so uh, we've, we've been together that whole time. Um, the oldest, Seth, he's 19. Uh, he's at Northwestern State. Uh, Dason is nine. Um, he's here with us now. Um, Paxton just turned eight. And then young Titus, uh, the boss of the house, he's two. And uh, so all boys, and uh, we get fussed at all the time for balls flying around in the house. I was going to ask you, are they falling in love with football or any other sports? Um, so uh, – so the oldest ran track at Northwestern. He had a quad injury, so I think his career may be coming to an end. Uh, but he is great in uh, graphic designs and all that. So he actually works for the SID department there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Dason, uh, unfortunately, uh, he loves uh, football, flag football. And uh, he made all-stars and didn't get the opportunity to go play in Maryland because we were moving. And uh, – Paxton kind of picked up the baseball bat this year and made all-stars, so we had to travel to Baton Rouge with him. And uh, the little one, we just, whatever it is, we just soccer, football, baseball, whatever. Whatever he, whatever he put his hands on, he just he figures it out at two. And so uh, I think they're going to be a little bit athletic. I don't know if they're going to grow or how big they're going to be. Uh, we, we took a tour of Kilby Elementary here in, Man, those kids are big. <laughs> wow. Uh, my kids are little compared to, to, to those kids there. So hopefully we can just run past them <laughs> with speed. <laughs> can't, can't coach speed, Can't right? coach speed. Oh, I got to have it. All right, let, let's wrap it up with just a couple of things. It's been a wonderful con conversation. Away from football when you're not up here, what, what do you like to do? Uh, probably binge watch shows. And so, like – I got Paramount because I'm into all the SWATs and uh, NCIS and all of those type of shows. And uh, Those make long bus rides go better. Th there you go. There you go. And uh, But other than that, man, you know, it's just spending time with the family and kids and all that stuff. That, that's it. I, I'm a big family guy, so um, that was another reason it was hard to leave Louisiana because all, all of our relatives are there. And so, and then my mom lives in Houston, but, uh, you know, that, 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 that's about me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm more chill, relaxed, kind of quiet, uh, when I'm by myself. Well, it, we're certainly happy to welcome you to the North Alabama family. Final thing for you, two things, this secondary at, at North Alabama, what do you want to see out of those guys day to day, game to game? Um, for me, it's about, uh, being competitive and, uh, at the end of the day, uh, adversity is going to hit at some point. How are you going to adapt and be competitive? And so I think it all starts with me, right? Uh, they're only going to be a direct reflection of how I'm coaching them. And so I want to make sure that they get a a mindset that they understand that, um, you know, we're going to play this FBS team or we're going to play this Division Two team. Your mindset does not change. You come out and you play as hard and as tough as possible. 
And uh, so, you know, some of, some of, some of the ca- characteristics that I'm going to always harp on is, uh, you know, denying the football and eliminating defensive pass interference and, and being great tacklers. Uh, I think those are uh, three components right there to make a really good secondary. And then that last one is, hey, we have to create turnovers on the back end. And uh, the teams that, that we've had success with, when we've had multiple turnovers, whether they're fumbles or interceptions, uh, you, you typically have a really good year. Last thing, I, I say that a lot in these interviews, and then, and then I, I keep asking questions, but what can fans expect out of this football program, top to bottom, when we open up down in uh, Montgomery on August 26th? Uh, I think you're going to see a tough team. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, Coach Dearman harping on the pillows that he that he preached, you know, being tough, being explosive, being physical, uh, 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 tempo. Uh, I think those are all the things that you're going to see. Um, I do uh, I do think that um, we're going to see what type of team we are in the second and third quarter during that time in Montgomery. And I think that's something that you just don't get out of fall camp. Uh, it, it has to be in front of you. It has to hit you. And then we're going to see what type of team we have at that moment. And so if that team can come together and gel together when adversity hits, we're going to be something special. Um, and so I think we just got to keep working. That's it. Can't wait to see him. I can't wait either. Isn't it crazy? It's next week. That's it. Camp starting early and early every year. Coach Lockett, this is this has been a true joy. It's been great getting to know you, knowing your story, and welcome to the University of North Alabama.